Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group, and part two of our Day 2 Plus podcast. Once again, join Senior Vice President of Technical Operations at STOBG, Steve Neeson, Executive Chairman Jim Donahue, and Structure Tone New York's Director of Special Projects, Mark DeLuca, as they dive into the dynamic solutions that the Day 2 Plus platform offers including a reduction in the client's total cost of ownership, streamlining the roles of superintendents and project managers, and expanding the subcontractor's line of sight to backlog. For more information about Day2 Plus, you can visit their website, diytwoplus.com, or contact STOBG's own technical operations specialist, Steve Neeson. So, Mark, um, just to move move on to sort of real time today, um, you know, where we're at, um, this platform seems perfect for the, the special projects group. Um, have you used day two plus yet? Do we have some some, you know, work under our feet that we can point to as as where we're starting with this and maybe just give us a little case study of how we're leveraging it right now? Sure. Yeah, we, we have utilized day two plus uh, in a few scenarios. Um, they were successes. Um, you know, the team was, you know, did a great job executing. You know, we still need to provide, and we've talked about this, you know, in depth. We, it, we operationally still need to execute these jobs, but we're leveraging a, a type of technology here that can really make us ex- so much more effective resources, you know, and being able to, to reduce time spent working on some of these administrative tasks that we do, no matter what side, size of the project. So, you know, for instance, in a case study we did, you know, we were able to turn around pricing in a, in a much more uh, effective timeline that worked for our client. They needed something done right away. And in terms of the resources and, and t- down to the subcontractor level, you know, what they needed to get on site in terms of knowing when staff was there, knowing when work was completed, being able to take pictures in, in real time and, and, you know, ball in court, checking certain scenarios in terms of uh, construction manager approval, client approval, subcontractor foreman or supervisor approvals, really organizing the entire process step by step and taking something that could probably take much longer than a day, um, you know, and and taking it, you know, utmost percentage down. Mm -hmm. Steve, I started my career in project management as an area manager for the New York Structure Tone office and had the, they didn't call it anything special back then, but it was a uh, 42nd Street to 57th, 5th Avenue all the way west. And I had quite a few supers and small projects active and it was a 24 by seven schedule. I was in my 20s, I didn't mind uh, working all the extra hours, but I remember uniquely how paper intensive, administrative intensive it was. Quite often, to be frank, it's 20 years later, I'm sure that we, I can't get in trouble now saying it, but I can't tell you how much work got put in place without all the appropriate paperwork being on time. We had to do a lot of catch up. And it was just the nature of the business, the nature of the beast at the time. But you had your subs you can rely on. You knew who they were. They were on speed dial. They showed up for you. Because of that responsiveness and that commitment that they showed, they continued to get those small projects time and time again from from me and and, and from others. But when you think about today, uh, when I walk job sites with our supers, our PM teams, I listen to their conversations. I'm in their meetings on occasion. I listen to the type of conversations taking place. 
I'm going to tell you it's 50% of their time is affected in some way or fashion through the slow, disparate communication systems we use today. It's shocking to me. It's an easy number to say out of the gate on day one, 20% of their time, superintendents and PMs in particular, but I would say PM, uh, super mostly out of the four core team members on small projects, it's the superintendent that has the most hours on those projects. So we studied this in our CMIC system. We went back through the last thousand jobs closed under a million dollars and studied the amount of hours for superintendents on those jobs. On average jobs in the $250,000 size and below, we're running at about 20 hours per job. My belief strongly, we've tested this to a degree, is that you're going to see the 20-hour estimated per week uh, for the super, go down to 15 hours on average. A 20, 25% savings is going to be what happens immediately because they are not chasing, looking, sh- uh, trying to go to their email to find information to share, leaving people off the communication, sending out old information, or mistakenly sending out an old version of a drawing. And you don't have to repeat the conversation when somebody misses a walkthrough or misses a meeting. It's all being done in the system. So 20, 25% on day one, more like 30 and more percent savings on the hour spent per week by a super on a small job. Then also the estimator role. Any super that looks at this tool and sees what's in it are going to say, I don't need the estimator as many hours. In fact, it's, it takes away from my productivity if I have to repeat everything for the change for the, you know whether it's change orders or the, or the budgeting they want the estimator to stay involved for quality control reasons also just to have the expertise but they want to run the estimating process the workflow themselves so we're seeing the estimating number drop as well on a weekly basis and the same for the accounting because things like invoicing is being done automatically generated through the system so the project manager role is also going to be reduced but it's really that I start with the super The cost of the technology is paid for by these core four time being reduced on a weekly basis. And that's the kind of the miracle here is that a far better tool is available to our industry, to us now, uh, and is paid for by the reduction in the the time spent wasted with these other disparate systems. Which which is a lot of the discussion about how this impacts us. I'd, I'd like to take a minute and just talk about the who it impacts. Mark, I think we had a great dialogue yesterday just sort of warming up for this is how do we really see the the role of the superintendent evolving in this in this nature? Yeah, no, great question. And I, I think, you know, by the use of the technology, the role of a superintendent uh, in this platform is is going to change. What what that ends up becoming, more of a hybrid role, you know, a person or a resource that has experience in not only the estimating side, the operational side, and really running an account, an account leader, really somebody who's a doer looking for that next opportunity and taking ownership of, of executing pricing, budgeting, be that go-to guy for this account. And it really opens up, you know, an opportunity for somebody, um, somebody that's not really just worried about the operational execution, but, you know, they're living this, they're a partner, the client, they're adding value upstream, and they're really part of the team. That changes the game and what a super, you know, has been for me throughout my career of especially people wanting more and taking on more and really taking that ownership to the next level on these accounts that, you know, we're really going to be targeting with this platform. I would add to that that the role of the PM changes, and I would call it a PM light. The super, super, you know, certainly Mark just addressed that they take on more. The workflow allows them to be more engaged in all the different, the spectrum of uh, work required. But the PM role as well. Now, this is not about reducing the amount of uh, PMs and supers we have. It's about expanding their ability to deliver more revenue in a single year. 
Uh, likewise, as we work, there's less errors. There's more profitability opportunity in the lump sum general conditions we have, performing and delivering those jobs at a lower cost uh, uh, basis. So it's kind of an exciting transformation for the super, for the PM, PM light. And I think in the end, you're going to see um, the team itself generating more revenues and kind of having a bigger classification in a company like ours where they're really delivering a bottom line uh, for the business that's uh, highly notable across across our company anyway. Yeah, I think I think it's important to note our superintendents today are extremely busy people. They have a, a lot of tasks at hand, um, and this really helps th- that, that administrative burden. And so I think it's a it's a huge lift off of their back there. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, in my team's day to day now, you know, it would really be something that that changes the the game for them. Steve, mm-hmm. this uh, it's not out of the question to say that this enterprise that we're talking about launching a new service line for a company like ours, uh, it's going to create a new business line for quite a few contractors. And, and, and really cr- this new value being created, I think is going to be stunning to some CFOs on the corporate side. Mm-hmm. So in, in the realm of value added, so we're delivering service in a very different way and expanding our relationship baseline with, with customers. So we've talked about the value proposition and more portfolio or asset you know, group management. So how do we see that really taking hold in the way we're conducting relationships with our customers and who we're servicing and what's the right kind of target element for for the kinds of uh, clients that this really adds the greatest value to and what kind of value is it giving them? You know, we're going to see the clients with the larger density workload be the ones that are going to jump first. Those who have a campus who really want to understand who's on my campus today, where are they exactly right this very second, okay? That could also go for a retailer who says, who's in my store? Mm-hmm. They're in the store in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, can I trust this person? Or can we all just relax knowing this tool is so digital oriented, it's leaving digital thumbprints on everything that the, work, the, the workers will touch. Uh, you can physically, on the screen, see who is in your facility and see them move on the drawing from place to place um, based on your access rates. But the, the amount of knowledge being shared here, transparency on the geo-tracking component to the software is really changing the game from, from that point of view. And you know who's going to benefit the most? Probably clients with a, a density to their workload, clients who don't want to continue hiring experts at this kind of workload. They want those experts to be on our side. And uh, you know we're able to bring subcontractors further into the fold performance-wise, possibly give subcontractors the opportunity to, instead of just working three locations for a client, can we bring you to the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth location with this client? Because I'd rather work with the subcontractors who have performed well and we see the scorecard and encourage them by showing them a longer forward-looking look into the, into the backlog of work, get them excited about, hey, participating at an even higher level. Uh, with this client uh, because there's much more transparency up and downstream uh, from the participants. We, in some cases, won't even be involved. We'll be in the system, but the client can go direct. So contractors can communicate direct. It's not about us. It's about the team producing something very different than what we've done in the past, where it's kind of, you know, a handoff. It's a telephone game from one to the next to the next to the next. This is different. This is everybody's in a virtual room providing services on a real-time basis, and it's based on performance and metrics. So that's, you know, that's the difference. So with that transparency, one of the other topics we've talked about is optics into the consistency of information. So we talked a little bit about the, the intelligence built into this platform. 
and the and the history that it gathers and gains. So could we talk a little bit about sort of cost modeling and how it really improves certainty to the point of unit price models where everybody can leverage those types of things so you know what things are going to cost across different types of jobs? Yeah, I mean, I can just give you a, a today's scenario, right? A request comes in for a job, a client says, hey, I need that wall painted, uh, you know, in the next few days. You know, can you get that done for me? You know, we, today we send a, you know, we know what it costs. We go to the painter to get a proposal. Uh, you know, it might take a couple of days to get that proposal. Once we get the proposal, we write it up and we give it to the client for approval. You know, with with the use of this technology and, and this platform, there should be no reason why for the other thousands of walls we've painted, you know, probably that month, why can't we just utilize what's there, that data, the power of that data to say, that's what that wall costs on this date. It's the same cost. There's no reason why that client can't have that price, you know, with a huge reduction in time. You know, it's it's less cost, it's less estimating time, and ultimately there's huge value there. And, and they can slice and dice over time what types of parameters go into the service they're looking to be provided. So as they scope things out and make a request, they can say, I'm looking for a six-inch water valve to be replaced, and those metrics pop up right on their dashboard that says, hey, for, for that job X, it's going to cost $562, and they can say, click, you know, let's get moving, and then the availability of some resource, whether it's the, the subcontractor is available to perform that work. So can we talk a little bit about sort of that interactive and engagement where it's almost like a self-service service and, and self-made service point of view. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, to go to the AI for a moment side of this and where this brings the client uh, and our industry for that matter, those who adopt this platform with companies like STO Building Group and quite frankly, any contractor that, that works alongside as a partner with them, you're going to be closer to true construction, usable construction AI than anyone else that's using the disparate systems that are out there. So there's no doubt that if you're a healthcare client and this has been on your campus for the past year or two or beyond, that you're going to be able to speak into the system. It's got a uh, you know a, a, a microphone-enabled uh, chat GPT type of tool in this today, so it works now. Where you can speak in and say, you know, give me a proposal for. Uh, new outlets in in my you know my ER room and give the room number and it's gonna it's gonna know the past pricing it's gonna know who the subs were you can ask for who are my uh, busiest subcontractors today in in this facility or you know what's the what's the schedule for building an ER room or a you know a waiting room and it's gonna have all that all those data points are there and the, the chat GPT users out there that know what I'm talking about. Uh, when the data is gathered correctly and stored correctly and retrievable in, in the way that AI is going to want it to be, you, you can use voice-enabled uh, commands. And I think it's going to limit sometimes them call, the client team calling us, which is fine because we still need to be called for quite a few other things. In fact, we'll expand our services and our availability to our clients. But clients are going to have much more control over uh, how they use their, their facility and, and, and generate their own pricing, generate their own scheduling, and get answers to lots of questions they have without having to go to people. They're just going to talk into their machine. So the ability for clients to not only see all this information real time, right, and then communicate in a way that is consistent in however they like their business to be conducted, right? So they control the domain and, and how they want to engage and what their rules of engagement are. So it's that flexible. So can you maybe just share a little bit how you see this taking that client experience to a different level? I'm sort of going uh, off script here a little bit because we've talked about, you know, 
STO Building Group and our family of companies prides ourselves on long-standing relationships. How does this really extend that relationship piece? Yeah, I mean, Mark can comment here as well, but we've been talking for decades about, you know, when we finish a headquarters space, that we seem to walk away, and I don't mean literally want to walk away, but we get distracted by other projects. Clients might even go quiet for a couple of months, and then there's a disconnect. And it's really an ongoing, physical, live conversation that has taken place in the past where we stayed on board, finishing day two work, looking for other moves, ads, and changes, but it seems to die out, and the interest drops. And we don't have a forward-looking view into the workload. We're not brought into the fold. But likewise, we haven't asked to be in that fold. We maybe didn't even know how to be involved in, in, in the ongoing facilities, construction services needs. This changes that game entirely, where we are starting the conversation with, can you show us your past history for your ongoing operations? And then we were able to build our team accordingly. This tool then allows us to have a different kind of new conversation with the client that we built the facility, we've downloaded all the as-built, all the owner manuals into the system so it's ready. All the assets have been QR coded. Everything's kind of positioned and ready for any day to move ad change design evolution for your space, which most clients are hiring designers to stay on board after the fact to make sure the space is being utilized in the way it was intended. Well, we ought to be there too in a proactive manner, but we ought to be there with KPIs in showing them that we can benchmark using this data, much more intelligent system, that we can show that the total cost of ownership is going to go down over time. The uh, success rate on performing activities start and finish is going up. Accidents are going down. Cost has gone down. The amount of headcount required has gone down. The usable data has gone up. So lots of benefits, uh, and that's what I find most exciting here. Yeah, I think just to add to that, you know, one uh, Jim mentioned it. I don't think anybody knows a space better than the person who built it. Mm-hmm. Knowing where you know things are, it's always a conversation in today's world of making sure the engineers in the mix and talking about you know where VAVs are, where things that need to be serviced. This technology allows you to, you know, through the through the history of the as-built, you know, place that into the technology, really understanding what your service or your life cycle is of that asset or, you know, that equipment and really being ahead of the game at year eight, maybe reminding, you know, the team and saying, you know, this, uh, you know, piece of equipment may need to be serviced, renewed, maybe six months into it. And, you know, we're there, we're taking that lift off of somebody, you know, again, through the leveraging of, you know, this technology and reminding people, you know, that these things need to be done to have your space operate, you know, as efficient and and as, you know, effective as it was designed to. How, how do you think this positively impacts relationships with our subcontractors? You know, so we've been talking a little bit about the client side. What about the subcontractor side? How does this how does this bring them into this same, you know, into the picture? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think some of the challenges that that we have today are the same challenges that we see downstream with our subcontractors from, you know, they start from square one, too, in terms Mm -hmm. of pricing. Yes, they know what it costs. They have the relationships with suppliers. But, you know, they they have those kind of, you know, inefficiencies as well. And I think, you know, from a from a management and a labor management perspective and a resourcing perspective, you know, being able to utilize, as Jim mentioned, the geo tracking, uh, when people check in, check out of a jobs, really labor management, seeing where trades are and being able to really, you know, get a full seven, eight hour day of a, out of a out of a trade, maybe out of a plumber. If we're mm-hmm. working on floor four and on floor five, you know, on that same day, you know, something else needs to be done. Instead of going home after, you know, one to two hours because there's no more work that day, really organizing their operation and being efficient in the fact that there's four to six, eight different tasks in the building. 
on this one given day, why not utilize all four to five tasks? It, you know, it's efficient for everybody from the, from the trade to the subcontractor, from the construction manager, all the way up to the client. So I think it provides value across the value chain there, but you know, it, it certainly helps our subcontractors. Imagine being a subcontractor where, A, if you don't even have the advanced data systems that we all know today, you really need to run your business more efficiently. This is that out of the gate for them. Those who have some data, they're going to see this as a more holistic end-to-end -end type of solution for them to run their project, working alongside Structure Tone or any of our entities in STO Building Group. But imagine, you know, in this tool today, we have Gantt charting that the PM still provides, and inside the Gantt chart activities, the subcontractors, there's a module for them to go into the Gantt chart, develop their own more detailed schedule for them to use so their workforce comes to the site every day clicks in, clicks out of the activity that they're working on. At the end of the day, they slide, they slide the little, little button on the screen that says percent complete. They take a picture of video. That's kicking in and generating their invoice. It's, auto, it's automated. So they're going to view this as more certainty around their schedule so I can get in and get out of the job safely and effectively and efficiently based on my estimate. They're also going to then see cash flow as much more certain because when I click, my cash gets generated because it's going to be an automated system and this is going to also allow clients to put their cash in this system and pay their subs as they go if they configure the system to work that way. But the more the client aligns themselves with the subs being paid quickly, they're going to see benefits cost-wise. The subs are going to love that. So this tool actually eliminates the need in our industry for a fast pay agreement mm -hmm. because this actually automates fast pay all in itself. There's no agreement needed. So I think cash flow is going to be a big benefit to the subs. Yeah, the administrative lift on the subcontractor side is definitely going to, you know, certainly diminish, you know, through the the automation and the use of the technology. One step further quickly was the scheduling in this. Mm -hmm. You know, in today's world, one expert, right? An electrician knows their trade probably better than us. Mm -hmm. um, so if we're, you know, and we do, you know, sometimes the phone calls are made, we ask, you know, how long do you think this task is going to take? But utilizing uh, day two plus in the platform here, the electrician is actually going to put in how long that task is going to take him with our oversight, making sure that, you know, we agree with that and it fits into the overall project schedule. But, you know, that's a huge that is a huge change for us because, um, you know, someone's buying into that. They're actually putting that in there. And we've had in-depth conversations just internally about, you know, how can we take that further, even from a procurement perspective? And that, you know, light fixtures is a is a big topic of conversation all the time that when the when the lights are approved in the platform, you know, where does that extend to? How far down the supply chain do we see into that in terms of where the lights are? If the lights need to be on site on July 21st, um, then, you know, we're checking in two, three weeks in advance, continue that follow-up. And that takes a huge lift off of what we, you know, we rely on our subcontractors today and layers of, of our team as well of making sure things are staying on track. Growing up in the business, I can't tell you how many countless hours the foreman for the various trades would come onto the site to check in to see where the progress of the site was before they shipped their men or increased the man loading. And, you know, this eliminates that. There's going to be a trust built by the users of this tool. Uh, this is not large construction uh, workflow here. You know, I know the, quite a few large projects, project managers are hesitant to share the exact accuracy of the job site schedule with their subs. This is different. We all depend on teamwork and trust on these much more fast track, uh, much more kind of real time challenging, yeah. project planning where you want the subs to see the status of the project so they actually time their manpower exactly right. They don't miss their manpower by hours of the day or even by one headcount because it's that 
short and sweet, their time that they get to go in and as far as a window goes. Think about how much inefficiency they budget in their price. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's a very comprehensive universe that we're creating here, right? And We're activating a marketplace to work differently, create a different value, but there's a win-win-win factor. This is not one group who's gonna get the big win and everybody suffers as a result. The better performers are gonna rise up. I hope the revenues are gonna expand. The value across the, the, you know, the, the, the start to finish process is gonna be there for everybody, but we're activating a marketplace here. So, so back to the sort of adoption challenge. So you've, you've had direct experience with this, Mark, with subcontractors, with clients, with facilities management teams. So from, from a usability perspective, you know, it's, it's a very comprehensive tool. How easy is it to use? So, you know, from, from my perspective, the seat I sit in, the experience on it is, is very seamless, very easy to use. And I would just say, you know, from what I've heard in talking to, you know, let's say with start with subcontractors, you know, many of these uh, subs that I'm talking to are asking for this tool. They continue mm -hmm. to ask about this follow-up on when are we bringing this, you know, when are we going to get this a little bit more engaged, where are we at with it? Because for them, I think it's a game changer for, for their business as well and really organizing, you know, their organization to be able to, you know, continue to probably scalability on, you know, if they can only handle five to 10 maintenance jobs at any given time, there's no reason why this technology can't really get them to be a bit more effective in taking mm -hmm. on maybe, you know, 10 more with, uh, with, with what, you know, is, is part of this platform. Excellent. So if we roll in sort of summary level discussion, we've talked, you know, about a lot of different facets about this. And, and if we were to point to sort of like the top benefits in implementing you know, this, this platform, what, what are we capturing as sort of like, say, the top three notions that really changes the game here? Right out of the gate, the biggest benefit game-changing uh, you know, value add here is the multi-tenant side where everybody is signing in. They're trained. They're using what I would tell you, as Mark said, a very user interface, friendly uh, user interface tool. Uh, in most cases, it'll be teammates using the mobile device, um, and we're in there together, uh, keystroking the data at all levels, and the, and the data is then reused across the spectrum instead of being redundantly re-entered or, or rolled up mm -hmm. in some other report, it's accurately distributed to where it needs to be 100% of the time. So that feature is the biggest game change. If you look at the Procores and the Sages and the CMICs and 10, you know, those 10, 20 others out there, they're all trying to accomplish this. You know, Autodesk, they're not there and they're all working on it. We've now done it on our own. We can download data into this tool. We can upload our data to their tool. So it's not like this is going to limit anybody, but we, we have accomplished something the software industry hasn't been able to do on their own. But that's not so shocking when you look at the best tools in the market today that are built by contractors. I would also tell you just the transparency factor and the pushing decision making for the client. One of the biggest challenges in our industry is getting decisions in a timely manner. It's hard to get decisions in a timely manner when you haven't provided the data to the client to make decisions with. This now changes that. And clients... Consultants, even subcontractors, can be remote, uh, which is the new world order in terms of flex work. 
uh, that will not slow down working together in this platform. Yeah, I think one just thing to add from for me and in, in my business today, it really changes you know our seat at the table and and everybody. It really reshuffles the deck that everybody's is it's one team. You're all sitting on the same side of the table, and you know the subcontractor is just as important as the client, just as important as the construction manager. Everybody's value, everybody's information that goes into this system is really what's going to get a successful uh, project at the end of the day and giving everybody you know the same seat in the fact that you know we need everybody we're part of the same team that camaraderie is there small projects are are extremely important they've always been to to the structure tone team and stobg and i think that just reinforces that here today that you know we're really looking at this we're really investing it we're spending time and it's extremely important to our business um, and, it, and it always has been um, as it is today. Steve, 2,500 of our jobs a year are under $5 million, and we do not have a custom-tailored end-to-end software to make that business better for us, mm-hmm. not to mention if it's not better for us, then it can't be that much better for our clients. So this is game-changing for us in that way, uh, that we have now really built a tool that, that puts a focus back on, instead of being in more of a reactionary way that we have been in, waiting to be told what to do, we're proactively going further upstream and asking clients, how do we partner in a three-year window with you, bring down your total cost of ownership, while also expanding what might have been 2,500 jobs could turn into 3,000, 3, you know, 4,000 projects and, and beyond uh, with an easier geographic reach because of the, the virtual builder uh, ability of this of this tool. And we also believe for us, you know, selfishly speaking, it's a bigger value. There's going to be a bigger gross profit margin for us. It's going to be a better business for us. There's going to be more certainties created, less errors out there. We're going to see a better outcome for all the participants. So that's, again, another big thing that happens when we turn the switch on for this. That's that's a a great wrap-up point. I would just say that this has not been built solely for STOBG. This was built to be a market-leading solution. Mm -hmm. This will be in the hands of our clients with and without STOBG. And that's better for STOBG, that the world does take on a new technology that that makes our industry better, Mm -hmm. moves our industry off the bottom of the productivity charts that are out there. I think our industry is going to move back up Mm -hmm. uh, when tools like this become more uh, available, it's going to be in the hands of our competitors, those who understand the benefits here or have a passion like we do for all whatever doing whatever it takes for our clients. It's not just big jobs at, at STO Building Group. We're interested in the medium-sized jobs, the repeat smaller work, the on-call maintenance. When we finish at headquarters, we don't want to leave. We want to stay there for life. Almost an extension of the of the facility team. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that con- that continuity for a relationship is really important. Trust this and value. stickiness yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Mark, any closing remarks? No, I think it's, it's just exciting times. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be a part of this uh, for over a year, and I think there's a really exciting times ahead, as I mentioned, with kind of the reinforcement of the importance of, you know, some of this uh, service and maintenance type work and, and really continuing to build that relationship and strengthen our relationship with the client and ultimately stickiness. As Jim said, mm-hmm. it's been a hot topic of conversation. Yeah, and to see industry needs sort of coming to fruition, like we've been looking for this stuff for so long. So it's a, a really exciting time to be part of an innovative approach. And again, it's not the, it's not about the tech. It's about the approach, to your point, awakening a marketplace and really starting to create something new. It's really, really exciting to be part of. Steve, thanks for having us. And also thanks for what you're doing at STOBG as really one of a very unique uh, role in the industry as a tech ops leader in a company our size, the value is tremendous. You have 30-year career in construction and now 
leading the way on figuring out how these uh, tools can be best used and adopted in the operations side is, uh, is priceless to us. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great fun to be part of. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to Building Conversations. For more episodes like this, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and the STO Building Group website.